When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Just a quick little note here. I apologize for some of the audio in this episode. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of a problem with some of the audio. Uh, So apologies. I hope you enjoy the episode anyway. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are kicking off our little four-part celebration of WB shows with a discussion about Dawson's Creek. So this should be fun. It's just me and Jackie and I think it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of geeking out over Pacey, spoilers there. But judging by the people that responded to our poll of who Joey should have ended up with, I'm assuming there are more Pacey fans in the world than there are Dawson fans. So I think it'll be fine. (laughs) But this one received a lot of votes and Pacey won like 92%. So, and then Dawson and other tied for second, basically. (laughs) <laughs> oh, others probably just like someone she hasn't yeah. met yet. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like, <laughs> or it was night. It was either n- other or neither. Actually, I think I put neither for that one. Yeah. So it was probably just like, <laughs> you know, they didn't want her with anyone. Mm-hmm. But this should be fun. So before we kick off things with Dawson's Creek, I want to just quickly, uh, before I forget, because I keep forgetting to mention this on the podcast, we have a Patreon account now. So we switched over there for support. Patreon is so much better. It's so much easier. Uh, But we do have different tiers and we've set them up like general admission, silver pass and gold pass. So kind of like if you were going to a convention, we've set it up that way. There's different things like bonus episodes, podcast stickers, sweatshirts. Um, If you donate at the highest level, which is $15 a month, which I know that seems like a lot, but you'll get those bonus episodes. You'll get like after a few months, you'll get a podcast sticker. After like six months, you'll get like a sweatshirt with our podcast logo. And you also will be able to do like a monthly ask me anything. It might not end up being monthly. Hopefully it will be. Um, So you could just sit there and we'll have just a session and you can just ask me whatever you want. Doesn't mean I'll necessarily answer it depending. I don't want some weird, weird questions, but you can ask me whatever you want to ask me. Um, And we'll probably add other things in there as well as we go along. But once again, some of that money will be donated to a Black Lives Matter organization and a Stop Asian Hate organization. And also that money just helps us with updating equipment, with everything that we need to do to keep this podcast going. Uh, so it, everything that you donate, even if it's just at the $3, even if you just buy us a coffee through my Buy Me a Coffee account, even if you just do that one time, all of that helps. So I really greatly appreciate it. 
Okay. I actually have a question yeah. about that, which sure, I think is it. probably a good thing to ask on the podcast. <laughs> so I had become a supporter, I think, through Anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that does like that doesn't transfer, and then no, that um, does not is gone. Transfer. It's not still gonna take. Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure I didn't want to do Patreon and then like get charged for both. No, they shouldn't charge you for both okay. because I'm no longer. If they do, let me know and okay. I'll like refund you that money or I'll contact them um, because they shouldn't because I'm no longer with them. So okay. there's like nothing there because it doesn't transfer over because I don't have anything to do with Anchor anymore. Okay. And so they shouldn't be doing that. But if they've charged you, I really hope people tell me because I don't want people to be charged for something that, you know, I'm not seeing it. So, you know. Okay. So Jackie, tell me, what are you into right now in pop culture? Okay. Well, I am a little late to the game, but I just watched the show Cruel Summer. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. So I'm really late to the game. Okay. Well, I think think it came out either last year or maybe just like months ago Mm -hmm. but it was on freeform and it's available on hulu and i just was like and it was so like i thought it was so good i made so many people watch it because it was that good to me it's like this girl um goes missing and Uh then there's this other girl who like it seems like she has some sort of involvement in it and we don't know like what it is and every there's like so many plot twists and it takes place between um 1993 and 1995 but i thought it was fantastic yeah i have i haven't watched it yeah because i i've heard the title and i've heard people talk about it but no i haven't i'm it's so hard for me because everything I watch is for this podcast. Yeah. So it's hard for me to watch other stuff because mm-hmm. my list is just constantly growing. But No, I get it. Yeah. But if I, I get a chance, I should check it out. So Yeah. It was like the best thing I've watched in like a long time, I think. Oh, wow. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Cool. And what I'm into is I did squeeze in. I uh, watched the documentary Val about Val Kilmer which I wanted to watch. And it was one of the ones that was recommended on our episode we did last week where we were just talking about things we were into. And Paula recommended that. And as I said on that episode, Val Kilmer was like my absolute favorite actor for years and years and years. And this documentary was so, so good. I mean, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. You know, even if you're not a fan of Val Kilmer, I think you would appreciate the documentary. It gave me a totally different viewpoint of him and he did he documented basically his whole entire life he filmed i mean it's incredible i think he had like a warehouse just filled with film that he had taken probably my favorite part of the whole thing honestly is watching him with his kids because you can tell he loves his son and his daughter so so much and his son does the narration in there because of uh the throat cancer and because of I think it was the surgery or something he had um bell Kimmer basically lost most of his voice. There are some parts where he talks, but it's really hard to hear. Um, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Roger Ebert, what ended up happening to Roger Ebert. But, you know, just his love for his kids is so amazing. Like every time he sees his daughter, he like puts his hand on his heart. It's really sweet. And I just recommend it. It's just a really interesting look at someone who really is just an artist. I mean, through and through. So, yeah. And that's on Amazon Prime. 
Okay, so let's get into Dawson's Creek. I'm actually really excited to talk about this because even though this show, there's a lot of things you can make fun of about this show. I do still really enjoy watching it and I'm, you know, way past being a teenager. <laughs> But I still enjoy it. I still think it's fun. I think it's, I think to me, uh, this one out of all the ones we're going to cover and probably Buffy too, but this one really to me uh, kind of is the quintessential WB show. This is like the model for all the WB shows, even though I think Buffy actually even started before this. I can't remember, but that's it to me. It is. It's just like you wouldn't have. One Tree Hill or Felicity or Gilmore Girls or any of those without kind of this little framework, in my opinion. Um, so I want to know, Jackie, how do you think, because this is what everybody talks about, is do you think this is realistic to teenagers? <laughs> and granted, this was a different time period, but still, mm -hmm. do you think it's realistic to being a teenager? I think um, I'm kind of split on it, mainly because I think that the way that they talk is very unrealistic, and they're always, like, yeah. sprinkling in, like, these words that no teenager knows, and they talk, like, they don't talk as fast as in Gilmore Girls, but they're still talking pretty fast-paced mm -hmm. for, like, these big words they're just throwing in, even, like... Pacey, who's supposed to be like bad at school, doesn't pay attention. He's like, I have this large vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that I think is a little too much. But I think that the, well, I think that the angst is realistic, although they talk through their problems more than I think most teenagers mm -hmm. do. So, I mean, they have like more resolution which i guess is good like rather than like just brooding and then people are like what's wrong and you're like nothing and then you never talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think it's i think it's fairly realistic yeah i mean you know the dialogue really you know the dialogue is <laughs> you kind of <laughs> have to watch it go i don't remember ever talking like this as a teenager no. and having these deep I mean, yes, you had deep conversations, but the conversations they have, it's like they're, you know, because when the show starts, they're just starting in high school. So it's mm -hmm. like they're not like 18, 19 years old and they're talking like they're in their 20s or even mm -hmm. older sometimes. So, you know, I mean, I know Kevin Williamson, who created the show, he you know, he kind of pictured himself, I think, as, as Dawson. Dawson was like, you know, him, of course. And he has said he modeled Joey after a woman that he does, a, a girl that he did know. And he never will reveal who that was. He just said that she will know that it's her. Um, so he modeled these people after his life and growing up. And of course, because Dawson is obsessed with making film and everything like that, it kind of, you know, correlates it every once in a while because it's Kevin Williams who, you know, wrote Scream, of course, famously. Uh, there's, you know, every once in a while some horror stuff sprinkled in where he tries to do those horror episodes, you know, in here. So I think in a way, I think it's kind of that artistic license where it's like this writer wants to make it even I don't know, more, more special than it was. Like he doesn't want to have a lot of moments of them talking like teenagers. But I also think Dawson's Creek is very much a reaction to shows like Beverly Hills because 90210, because Beverly Hills 90210, which came out before this, of course, 
was this world of high school and teen life that wasn't real for most people. Most people didn't grow up in Beverly Hills. Most people didn't grow up with that much money and having plastic surgery when they're in high school and that kind of stuff. Most people, even with the unrealistic dialogue, grew up a lot more like the teens in Dawson's Creek. So I think on that level, it's a lot more relatable because it's like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money when I grew up. I was raised by a single mom. So Joey's life is a lot more relatable than, say, you know, than Brenda on 90210. <laughs> So that's what I appreciated about this show is it was a little bit raw is not really the right word, but it was a little bit more not as glossy and glamorous, although all these people are amazingly attractive individuals. And that's not realistic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't remember them ever really having like pimples or anything like that, you know, I mean... That's the one thing that, but of course that's not going to happen because it's television. So they're not going to do that. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even putting aside the fact that no teenagers really necessarily talk like this and sometimes they even call themselves out with that. I still think it's a lot more realistic than what you did have. And for that time period, you know, they did a lot of subjects that you didn't do then. I mean, the one thing I will say is it's an extremely white show. I mean, of course that's, a problem is, you know, they had the principal, of course, and the principal's daughter who was in like season, was it season three? Wasn't it season yeah. three? Yeah. For like five minutes. Um, and that's it. So, you, I mean, that I can think of. I mean, you had like, it's just white, 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 just a sea of white, uh, which is the WB anyway, but <laughs> it was really <laughs> big time in this one. But you had Jack, who was an out gay teen. And while it was a very, you know, safe character, like you didn't have a lot of like, you didn't have to see like a lot of sex scenes or a lot of kissing. There was kissing, of course. It was still, that was pretty big back then. So they had stuff like that. They had other storylines like Pacey dating a teacher that were not okay, I don't think. (laughs) because of the way the show handled it almost like it was okay uh and he was a freshman in high school that was not okay but then they also tackled mental health with andy and stuff like that so i think the show while there are some unrealistic elements it did at least try and tackle more relevant issues Mm -hmm. so i will always appreciate it for that for sure there are a lot of characters in here and we've usually been splitting them up and just saying give me your favorite characters. But I think for this show, and since it's just you and I, we can go ahead and talk about the main five characters, which I know some people might argue that Andy should be in this list. I I, only reason I excluded her is because I just kind of included those that were there. I know Jack wasn't, but I still included him, but that were there primarily from the beginning until the very end. So Jack only missed one season, but Jack was there from two to six. Um, so Dawson, Pacey, Joey, Jen, and Jack. So what are your thoughts on all of the characters individually out of those? Who's your favorite character? Whatever thoughts you want to share. Okay. Well, you're going to be shocked, but my favorite (laughs) character is Pacey. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, I love him so much and we'll get into that more later. Dawson, I feel like a like, I remember not 
really liking him that much. I actually was just doing like a super brief rewatch where I just watched the season premiere and season finale of every episode. I did that this week. And I was so like, for one, so much happens during the seasons. When I got to the finale, I was like, I just miss <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to kind of refresh. But doing that, you see so much growth in Dawson's, like, as a character. And also, he gets significantly cuter, too. But <laughs> <laughs> That is true, actually. Oh, yeah. At the beginning, he's very, like, self-centered. And I feel like he kind of works past that in the later seasons. Jen, I'm always really split on two there's something about her that I don't love and it might just be because she has had so much like pushing her down throughout her life so there's like Mm -hmm. I think she just at some a lot of points in the show is like really really bitter which is completely understandable I actually would really like to do a rewatch and like pay more attention to her character because usually when I do rewatches, I'm like, let me find the Pacey episodes. <laughs> uh, Jack. So there was this scene in one of the episodes that I rewatched recently. Oh, I'll go back to Jen too. This is a Jen and Jack thing, but um, Jen's relationship with her grandmother, like as it progresses, I I really love that, like, once she realizes, once both of them realize that, like, they have, like, these differences or whatever, but what they really need is family, mm-hmm. and they really get, like, a lot closer, and I think that them showing that is, like, I don't know, it just feels really nice watching, um, which is my segue into the Jack scene where he was, like, living on his own, and then Jen lived with him. And then Jen decided to go back with her grandma, but she, like, brought Jack with him. That was one of her conditions, was Jack was going to come live with them, too. And I was just like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching it. It was so sweet. I really like Jack, but I can't, like, think of any specific reasons. Did I leave anyone out? <laughs> Joey. Joey. <laughs> it really should be joey's creek i agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) dawson does not feel like the main character of the show and joey is in every episode and dawson is not thanks to castaway (laughs) i don't know about joey either i she just has so much um i don't know the way to put it i (laughs) like i can't think of how to describe it i guess like too much angst and Mm -hmm. like they, I mean, they all have that, which is very true for teenagers. Like, I was just telling someone today, like, oof, I would never want to be 15 again. <laughs> would no. never want to be 15 again. Uh, but she's she's just so full of self-doubt. I don't know. Always trying to push people away. So yeah. I don't know that kind of affects her character. But I don't, overall, I like everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what it is with Joey is, I I mean, I love Joey, I do, Mm -hmm. but she can be very frustrating because she has this thing where she's almost looks down on people a lot. She's got a little bit of a snobbery to her. 
And I think that actually never goes away. Even when she's in college, it's still there. So she's got this uh, kind of like this, like, I've lived a rough life and I know better than anybody else what to do with my life after that. And I've risen above that. So that makes me better than everybody else kind of thing. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think Dawson has that too, to a different extent. But with Dawson, the thing is, is that Dawson is, Dawson actually is a typical teenage boy, honestly, if you really think about it. He's completely wrapped up in himself when this show starts. He's wrapped up in his dreams. He thinks he knows better. Um, He's also completely girl crazy, mainly for Jen when the show first starts. And then for Joey, of course, later on. So he's, you know, he's a typical teenage boy, really. Even though he drives me nuts, he's still a typical teenage boy. But, you know, it's interesting that you said that about him growing and his growth. Because I did a rewatch of the whole series not too long ago. I did that and Felicity at the same time. And, you know, my sister was actually pointing out the other day that, you know, Dawson, once he gets to college, is a totally different Dawson. And he kind of grows and matures and he's not as awful. And when Dawson isn't in the Joey sphere and his whole life doesn't revolve around her, then he's a lot more tolerable. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when Jen and Dawson started dated briefly, you know, in college, I think that relationship was a hundred times better than any time Dawson and Joey were ever together because it wasn't like she ruled his whole world and their breakup was okay. And it was just, I don't know. He was a healthier person when he wasn't with Joey. And so I think that's when he became more tolerable. Whenever it revolved around Joey, it became this thing of like, he acted like he owned Joey and Joey was his and no one else could have her. And the only time he ever seemed that interested in her sometimes was when anyone else was showing her interest, especially once Pacey really started showing her interest. And then it was just like gloves off and all that kind of stuff. So Dawson is just such a, he's so annoying. I mean, he's so annoying. He's so hard to watch. (laughs) And what's funny though, is when I first started this show, I actually wanted Dawson and Joey together. In the first season, I was like a total Dawson Joey shipper. And it wasn't really until season three that I was like, no, that makes no sense. (laughs) And I, I think what I have heard, I'm not positive on how true this is, is that it was always the intention for this show to have to have Pacey and Joey to get together. That was always the intention, I guess. I don't know if that's actually true because I've also heard that really that didn't come about until they sat down for the third season. They're like, we need to do something to kind of mix things up. And someone threw out there, well, why don't we have Pacey fall in love with Joey? And all these people were opposed to it. But honestly, if they hadn't done that, I think this show wouldn't have as much of a legacy as it does. Because I think their chemistry was so good. Uh, Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes, who, of course, they dated in real life and they had broken up by the time they got the characters together. (laughs) So that had to be awkward. I always think that when I'm watching them, I'm like, was that awkward or weird to have to film those scenes when you're no longer dating? But yeah, and Pacey, Pacey's my favorite, too. I, I love Pacey so much. And Pacey makes some mistakes and does some really awful, horrible things like the prom episode in season four absolutely horrendous what he does to joey in that episode is horrible but he's such a good person and he has so much growth throughout the series 
And he gets knocked down all the time. And he has, I think, the worst home life of any of the characters on the show, honestly. Even though Jen has a lot of struggles and Jack does too. And Joey, of course. And Dawson, not so much. I mean, his parents split, but they get back together. And then his dad dies, of course, in the college time. But I still don't think Dawson has as much (laughs) of that. But he has such a horrible home life. And he's treated like such crap by his family. And by a lot of people in his life. I mean, even though I love Joey and Pacey together, Joey doesn't always treat Pacey the best. Dawson doesn't treat Pacey the best. I think Jen, for the most part, does. But it's just, and Andy, I think, really, really saw a lot in Pacey. And I think, even though I didn't want them to end up together, I think if Pacey hadn't had that relationship with Andy, I don't know if he would have turned into the person that he did. I think she really helped him a lot. And saw stuff in him that he didn't see in himself. But he was just really the most uh, together of them. The most, I don't know, well-rounded. And I just I just adored him. I thought he was just so great. And I think Joshua Jackson was just amazing in the role and in the part. And I loved watching him. And I think he made the show better in a lot of respects than it was. Jen, you know, Jen, when I first watched the show, and this is why I I do think you should go back and watch all of them, because I think you'll get a different perspective on Jen. Because when I watched first watched the show, I didn't like Jen. I hated Jen. I couldn't stand her. And now I watch it and I feel bad for Jen because I think Jen is painted. You've got you've got Joey as like she's like this perfect, virginal, wonderful, amazing creature. And then you've got Jen, who's like the whore. I mean, that's really how they kind of paint her. And it's really kind of sad because I know there are a lot of girls that deal with that and feel that way where, you know, if you're going to have sex, then you're not good or you're not worthy of love or you're not worthy of respect. And if you're going to hold out for the person you love, then you are this, you know, angelic person. Um, And you really see that when you go back and watch it especially now I see it where it's like, oh yeah, she's, she's getting a lot of crap from everybody. So I feel for her a lot more now. I like her a lot more on rewatches than I did when I first watched it. And I think, I think even when it was happening, I think Michelle Williams talked about how she would receive fan letters from people who said, oh, I just relate to Jen so much. And it's so nice to see somebody like her. And I feel ostracized and I'm treated like this as a girl. And so I think she's an important character. I don't think the show always treated her well, but I think she is a really good character. Um, And then Jack, I, Jack was, Jack took me a while when Jack first came on the show, I was still a Dawson and Joey shipper and Joey and Jack, of course, dated briefly. And so I didn't like him because I was like, oh, he's getting in the way of that. And then when he came out, I thought that was great of the show to do that, to have a character on the show who was a teenager, who was gay, who was dealing with coming out, dealing with a father who was not always there for him and, and also dealing with the fact that I think he had his own inner, you know, I think he dealt with having a little bit of inner, um, homophobia in a way especially you especially see that in season four when jen tries to get them involved in all those group activities and they're trying to you know she's like trying to get you know to 
they're going with that. I can't remember his name, but that guy they meet who has a crush on Jack and Jack is just like, you just want me to always be out and just be gay, gay, gay. <laughs> and so I think there was a part of him that didn't know how to, who hadn't really quite come to terms with his sexuality until he gets to college. And then I think that changes completely, but, but I, st- but I love Jack. I, you know, I grew up and had, I was very much a gen as far as like, I had a ton of gay male friends. I always did growing up and I, and it, it's great as a woman, you have a different kind of relation. It's a different kind of relationship to have with a man. Um, and so I was also, you know, that was also the way I felt when I'd watch Will and Grace is I'd be like, yeah, I remember being like a Grace. So I, I really like Jack. I think Jack went through a lot and a lot of growth. I just wish this isn't on him at all, but I wish the show had been able to push boundaries a little bit more when it came to his character because his character was very safe. His character was very much for a straight audience and not necessarily for an LGBTQIA plus audience. So, yeah. Well, are there any, before we move on to relationships, are there any other characters that you love that you want to mention that aren't those five? No, come back to me after you okay. give a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll come back to you. Um, well, I love I love Jen's grandma because I love Grand because it's so awesome to watch a character like that who is so religious and you know believes in God so fully and to watch her change and be more open minded and the fact that she was so loving and caring for Jack was really beautiful to see because I think for anyone who's really religious, if they were to watch that and see, watch someone, not just accepting someone and saying, well, they're a sinner, so I'm going to accept them, which is what a lot of religious people do, yet they're still homophobic and don't. She was just like, no, this is who he is. And this is how he he was born gay. And I'm not going to turn my back on him and I'm going to take him in. I'm going to be like a surrogate mom, grandmother, everything to him. And so I loved watching that. And I loved her relationship with Jen and how that progressed. And then it wasn't always this constant battle. I mean, they still had their battles throughout the whole show, but they kind of grew together. So I really love Gran. I love Gran a lot. You know, it's hard because a lot of these characters, I'll be honest, a lot of these characters outside of the main ones, I'm not as big a fan of. (laughs) Yeah, honest. Like Andy, Andy, Andy is hard because I appreciated that they had a character on the show that was struggling with her mental health. I did appreciate Mm -hmm. that a lot. I appreciated the mental illness storyline when it came to her. I thought that was interesting to watch, but she kind of grated on my nerves. And I don't know if it was the actress or just the character. So I wanted to like. I think it was the actress. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but I, I I think I think you're right yeah. for sure. I feel the same way about her. Like I I want to like her, but there's just like something about like the way that she says things mm-hmm. and like her facial expressions while doing it. I don't know. But yeah, I I love the representation of the mental illnesses and like just even just a quirky girl at mm-hmm. all because I'm a quirkier girl to have someone weird kind of on TV. That's, that's nice, but yeah, I well to have her, um, you know, to have her still be successful after 
uh, she had an illness and to not just lock her away and not to have everybody turn on her and not, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think, uh, it showed a different side of Pacey because Pacey mm-hmm. was with her at that time and he was so caring and loving with her. He was never like, Oh, you've got a mental illness. I'm going to run and hide from you. It was yeah. not like that at all. And so I appreciated that too. It was just another reason to love Pacey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it is the actress, not so much the character. And she went through a lot. That character went through a lot. But I just could never really connect with her as much as I could the other characters. So she Mm -hmm. was not always. And then trying to think of any of the other ones that I really, you know, you know, the college years. And we'll talk about this a little later because I I kind of am not a big fan of those last two seasons. So Mm -hmm. I can't really say any of those characters, even Busy Phillips character. She was okay, but I wasn't really like a huge fan of hers. Um, And even Jensen Ackles character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wasn't necessarily, I mean, his character was okay. I don't like how he treated Jen in the end. I mean, which to me didn't make sense, frankly, for him to just leave her high and dry. Yeah, I just I didn't really like that. Um, and I think Doug, Doug is an interesting character because you're kind of like what an asshole through the whole series. And then I think he kind of turns around and he has some moments where he shows some care for Pacey and others, and of course ultimately for Jack. But yeah, it's it's hard because and I don't like Dawson's parents. <laughs> They were so, they were so like, who are these people? They were just, (laughs) they weren't real, but I don't think they really wrote a lot of the parents very realistically, honestly. I think Gran was the only one that was kind of written in a Mm -hmm. caring way, but okay, well, let's get, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like a lot of those characters, I don't necessarily have like a strong feeling of, like. Mm-hmm. I like Bessie, but like not enough to be like, I like Bessie. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's how I feel with a lot of the characters. Yeah. I th- and I don't know if that was a matter of writing or just because you had that core group and that was mm-hmm. just the group you ended up caring about. Yeah. And you had your favorites from that group and then your least favorites from that group. So I think that might have been why that was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But let's talk about relationships then. And we'll talk about, we'll save Dawson, Joey, Pacey thing for last. But I want to talk about, we've already touched a little bit on it, but I want to talk a little bit more about the Jack and Jen relationship. Just because, you know, there was, of course, the moment in um, the episode, A Winner's Tale, where they almost had sex. And there were a couple of moments, I think, where the show even hinted that about that even beyond that episode. Do you think their relationship was overall healthy or do you think they were too codependent on each other? Oh, that's a good question. I mainly just felt like it was healthy, but now you have me questioning (laughs) that thought. (laughs) I guess it is a little codependent, but I don't 
I don't always think that that's a bad yeah. thing, especially since they did both need like they they both needed family so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it makes sense that they clung to each other that much. But yeah, it is it is a little codependent. But I do have to just say that I love their relationship in general. And I have my gay best friends. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, no, I agree. And the only reason I threw out that is it was just kind of something that popped into my head where um, I, th- I think they did have a really good relationship. I think they were good for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was nice to see. I think it was nice to have a relationship for Jen with, with a guy where the show didn't paint it all about being about sex at yeah. all. And I liked that part. Um you know, and it was interesting when they put in the part where they got drunk and they almost slept together and Jen put the brakes on it, which was good. Because if they had slept together, they their friendship would have been ruined completely because Jack is gay. And I, I mean, I don't think there's any hint or any inclination that he's bi. So I think that would have been a really bad, bad thing to have happened for mm-hmm. their friendship. Um, and even though some people may think that might not have been a good thing to show in the show, I think that that stuff can happen. I mean, you're a teenager, you're young. They, I'm, I mean, yeah, they were drunk. I think that was part of it, but I think the other part was, I think Jack had always been struggling with his sexuality still. And I think there was a part of himself that hated that he was gay and didn't want to be gay. And so here was his chance to maybe not be gay for Jen. I think for Jen, it was like, this is a guy, this is the only guy I've ever had in my life that treats me with respect because honestly jack was the only one that ever treated her with respect and treated treated her like she was not just someone they wanted to bang so it was like i think for her the next level to that intimacy would be to have sex with him and so i think that was just kind of where that came from and i think you know she sort of had that attraction to him already but i think it made sense that she was the one who stopped it and not Jack, because I think she was the one who was like, no, 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 I can't do this because you are too important to me. You mean too much to me mm-hmm. and you're my best friend. You're my brother. You're my family. You know, they were really each other's world. And I don't think it was codependent. I just kind of threw that in there because I think sometimes people may think that, but I think unlike, um, if you parallel it with Joey and Dawson with their friendship, I think Joey and Dawson's friendship is kind of unhealthy in a lot of respects because they mm-hmm. kind of, they don't let each other grow. Whereas Jack and Jen let each other grow and give each other that freedom and want each other to be happy and can tell each other anything and there will be no judgment there. And while they get into fights and of course they had the big fight after Andy took the ecstasy, but they still always came back together and loved each other. And I think it was very important to have Jen have a friendship like that. And especially to have it be with a man, I think uh, was really important. Although I think it would have been nice to also have some healthy female friendships in this show. Cause there really weren't. Yeah. Very many. They, there was an episode where they tried. I think Andy yeah. was trying to make it happen and they were like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, that was the that's the one thing I will say is this show really needed more healthy female interaction where the female interaction wasn't just about the other guys. Yeah. It was about being just friends and the show never had that. But that's 
that's a problem with all media, not just this show. You know, a lot of media, if you go and look, if there are two women together or two teenagers or two anything, they are going to 99% of the time that conversation is going to somehow get back to a man. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was on Dawson's Creek too. So it would have been nicer to show like, you know, because Joey and Jen never really became friends. I mean, they became acquaintances, but I would never say they became really like each other's go-to um, and it would have been nice if there could have been a friendship there eventually, if they could have evolved into becoming good friends. Cause I mm-hmm. think they both kind of needed that. So it's disappointing to me that that never happened. Um, okay. So we will move on to Joey Dawson, Pacey, the great love triangle there. And of course she ended up with Pacey, uh, but she was with both of them. Um, and so I know you're a Joey and Pacey shipper. So were you always a Joey and Pacey shipper or did that just happen in season three? So I kind of was rooting for Dawson in season one, but I think there's the episode where maybe they're lab partners or something like that. Mm -hmm. Joey and Pacey and Pacey like kind of starts developing feelings for her. And like Mm -hmm. he goes to Dawson and says like, I want to ask Joey out. Is that okay? And Dawson's like, okay i guess but then like later on it's like don't do it yeah um and i think from probably around that episode is when i was like oh that would be so good though (laughs) (laughs) did you think though at that time since it really wasn't hinted at much at all after that until season three did you think at that time that it was just going to be a ship that would never materialize I think sometime after that. So when I watched it, it was probably like 2011 is when I watched it. And I watched it on DVDs from the library. And I had went to look something up on IMDb. And the picture was like from season four or something. And it was like the two of them together. And I was like, let's go. (laughs) I got spoiled. I was kind of upset that I got spoiled, but I was also excited. Because I remember watching the show live, and I remember when season three happened. And, of course, season three starts out where it's just Dawson basically asks Pacey to look after Joey. Mm -hmm. And then they become friends slowly, and then more than friends, of course. Um, And Pacey is the one that you watch the relationship develop through initially, because you don't see Joey see the relationship through Pacey's eyes at first because Pacey's mm-hmm. the first one that shows anything and you're not you always think Joey might but Joey is so wrapped up in Dawson still and mm-hmm. wrapped up in herself that she doesn't see what's happening right in front of her face I mean there's so many moments where you watch Pacey in season three which season three is hands down my favorite season of the whole show yeah mine too yeah and I mean watching Pacey through that season and watching him fall in love with Joey was just so um just so beautiful to watch and you know there's a scene where um where they're getting when they're getting the inn ready and they have that you know night where they have people staying and i think pacey helps get that critic to stay there or something like that and there's the part where he's watching joey sleep by the Mm -hmm. fire and it oh your heart just because I think he kind of already was feeling something, but I think that was the moment that he knew was mm-hmm. that moment. And it was so lovely to watch. And 
to watch the fact that Pacey was struggling with the fact that, yes, when you really look at it, I mean, he was kind of moving in on his best friend's, um, you know, the love of his best friend's life at that Mm -hmm. time, kind of. So there is some badness there. I can understand the anger there. But they were so good together and their relationship, the way it progressed, was so good and they fit really well and they were a more mature relationship than Dawson and Joey would ever be in my opinion. That's why I stopped shipping them because Dawson and Joey were like little kids. And I think that's what the finale basically is saying too is Joey's like, yeah, that's my childhood. That's me being a kid and you're a man and you love me like we're adult. So yeah, their, their relationship, it's one of my favorite couples. Um, Even though Joey would drive me nuts sometimes in their relationship, Mm -hmm. I still loved them together. Um, and I, I loved watching Pacey. The one thing I didn't like about their relationship and it happened a lot in season four more than anything was Pacey had so much insecurity when it came to Dawson and it, and it, you know, creeped into all their fights would end up being about Dawson. And it was so aggravating to watch because I understood where it was coming from, but it was just, oh, okay. Enough already. Enough, enough, enough. And that's why, and we'll get to our favorite episodes, that's why in season six, in the Castaways episode, I appreciated that so much because even though they mentioned Dawson very briefly, it had nothing to do with Dawson. It was just about the two of them and their relationship. And it was so nice to not have Dawson lurking over their shoulders like it normally was with that relationship. But yeah, I, I think... The way their relationship progressed. And um, I don't like what they did with them in season four towards the end. I don't like the way they broke them up. And I think they did that solely for the purpose of trying to get Dawson and Joey together. I think that's the only reason they did it. Yeah. And I think by that time, I mean, more people uh, telling by our poll, telling by people you talk to, more people ship Joey and Pacey together than ever shipped Joey and Dawson. And I think that took the creators and the writers by surprise, honestly. I think they thought this might be something that eventually would end up pushing Joey and Dawson together. And I don't think they counted on the fact that everybody wanted Joey and Pacey together. So you agree with that there? I I do agree with that. I feel like that happens on a lot of shows where it's like the ship that ends up being the one that sails is not what they expected mm-hmm. and then they're like i guess we're doing this this is what they want <laughs> yeah. yeah i i like that you pointed out that we watch like the love progress through pacey mm-hmm. i think maybe that's one of the reasons why people love it so much is like watching the man fall in love you know what i mean mm-hmm. because that's what they do on the office too and that with yeah. um Jim and Pam and that would be one of my other ones that I love like one of yeah. my favorite ships and it's probably because like in real life you don't necessarily like know what men are feeling and they're not always open about their feelings or whatever mm-hmm. but then you're just like I don't know <laughs> feel really cheesy <laughs> no but, no like, no it's true you're, mm-hmm. you're watching them like discover their feelings and then like pine after this girl and you're Mm -hmm. like wow that's so sweet 
No, I agree. I think that is a lot of why it is. I mean, if you had watched it through, because you watched Joey through, falling yeah. for Dawson in the beginning. So you watched that relationship more through Joey's eyes at first, and then it became a mutual thing. So I think having it through Pacey's eyes uh, was like that. It was like, plus you're seeing this character that up until that point, I think they had kind of painted as, Pacey's like this man, man, or he's like the guy who's going to do all the sexist stuff, or he's the guy who's, you know, all about sex and all about, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And I think they always kind of painted him as he's the bad boy. And yeah. I've never thought of Pacey as a bad boy. He's just a lot more complex, I think, than Dawson, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, but they had kind of painted him that way on the show. And so to watch him fall, for Joey, who he honestly, both of them had more in common than Joey and Dawson ever did. When you really look at it, mm -hmm. a lot of their life, a lot of their history, um, even, you know, they're both sarcastic. Uh, they both have the same kind of sense of humor. I've always thought. Mm -hmm. um, they banter great. They do. They really do. And they have, you know, great moments like that where it, there's a lot of sexual tension beneath it. And it's very, it's a lot of fun to watch, but watching Pacey through that and watching how hurt he was sometimes before he ever kissed her before they were together, but how he felt like she could not see how much he loved her mm -hmm. and how much he was doing for her. I mean, he rented a wall for her. He did all this stuff for her and he was always left alone until of course, later on in the season. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it was nice to watch that side of Pacey and to watch Pacey change and grow and become an even better person and an even more interesting person and be more complex. And so I agree. I think it would not have been as interesting a ship if it had been shown from Joey's point of view. If you had watched Joey fall for Pacey, I think it kind of would have been like, uh, not, yeah. I mean, I still would have wanted them together, but I don't think it would have been as interesting as watching it be Pacey's from Pacey's point of view. And also Pacey, Pacey didn't treat Joey like an object like Dawson did. And that was mm -hmm. always my problem with Dawson was Dawson acted like he owned Joey because I think he felt he had a claim to her since they were best friends since they were little kids. So he's like, she's mine. Yeah. I claim her. She's my territory, which is crappy. And you should never have a relationship like that. And I think Dawson had better relationships with other people. I think it wasn't like that with other women. It was just with, with um, Joey. It was just, he was like very possessive of her. And Pacey to me was never really, never seemed possessive of her. He, you know, supported her. I think they tried to turn him into a bad guy mm -hmm. towards the end of season four. And with the prom episode, when he humiliates her on the dance floor and basically says he can't stand her and she makes him feel like crap about himself and she's horrible and mean and cruel, which all of that stuff was his own self-doubt talking. Yeah. But that scene was so hard to watch because it just wasn't true, to, in my opinion. And I think it was done solely for the purpose of trying to get Dawson and Joey together. And that's why it aggravated the hell out of me because 
you know, putting obstacles just for the sake of obstacles when they don't make sense, didn't make sense. It could, they could have still done that storyline without him being an ass in that scene. They still could have done something where they drift apart because they are both going in different directions in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. It's a, your high school boyfriend. You usually don't stay with your high school boyfriend. So it would make sense that they would do that, but they didn't have to do it in such a way that they tried to make Pacey the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they clearly just wanted people to stop rooting for Joey and Pacey. Mm -hmm. Like, just do, like, unforgivable stuff. So you're like, oh, okay, it's just something that's not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't have him cheat on her. Now, that would have been... <laughs> yeah. That would have back on his character. <laughs> yeah, that would have been horrible. And that wouldn't have fit at all because mm -hmm. he adored her. Okay, well, let's... And I have a feeling we're going to match up on this, so... <laughs> Our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your favorite episodes? I have a feeling we're going to have the exact same episodes. But <laughs> Okay, so I don't know the titles of all of them. When I do my rewatches, I start with the episode. I think it has Cinderella in it. And then, like, in the title. Mm -hmm. And um, Joey is dating the college guy. But then I think they break up and she like Pacey comes and gets her mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, then the, that's the their first, first kiss yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> the first kiss episode and then I like whenever they go um when they go to Dawson's aunt's house I think yeah and then he Pacey's like you have to be the one to kiss me this time <laughs> <laughs> That episode, even without that part, I think is a pretty good episode. Yeah, um, I agree. An episode that I don't like is The Longest Day, where it keeps showing the mm -hmm. everyone's perspective throughout the day, which a lot of times I do like episodes like that, but I think maybe it was just too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> and then the season three finale... With the wall and ask mm -hmm. me to stay. I love that one. And then I don't know what my favorite season four episodes are because I feel like I watched the season three one so much because it's my favorite season. Mm -hmm. And then I skip on over to Castaways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which... that's my rewatch routine. <laughs> Skip on over to Castaways. And then the finale. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Castaways is, prob is probably my favorite episode it's on the whole show. Yeah, it's so good because... No Dawson. It, no Dawson. <laughs> and it's it could work even... It could work outside of the show. Like, you could have that episode like be like a movie honestly mm -hmm. you could stretch it to a movie length then it would work you could have it be like a a little quick play a uh, short film so it works outside of the show as well as fitting into the show and that's why i think it's so well done and yes i mean the premise it's it's such a romantic trope premise of getting trapped somewhere mm -hmm. um and of course getting trapped in a kmart but <laughs> getting trapped <laughs> somewhere and not knowing what to do and then you end up, you know, together. Uh, and the scene in Castaways when she ends up shaving him, shaving mm -hmm. that, which was such a nice thing to see shaved off. I mean, he oh looked okay God, with it, but sure. I, I still was glad to see that goatee mm -hmm. go away. 
and they're so close together and it's so sexy and romantic and sweet and that kiss and the way they look at each other it's just it's just like one of those where you're like oh that's the way you always want a guy to look at you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are just the sun the moon the stars <laughs> everything i mean really and watching her kind of melt into that and what i also appreciate about that episode is after he kisses her she doesn't pull away from him she wants to talk about it and she doesn't instantly say why did you do that because i think the joey of past seasons would have done that joey would have been like i'm getting away from you but i think this joey wanted to know and felt something for him too and still loved him and so i loved their talk right after that and i loved how he was like i always want to kiss you it's just something that's always there Mm -hmm. and i it was so sweet And then when they lie together in the sleeping bag and, you know, when they talk about there are millions of reasons this won't work. And it's just it's the it's like a really well-written fanfic come to life, honestly, but it makes sense. But it also works and it's realistic and it fits their characters. And I think it's one of the best episodes of television, period. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think. Anyone could even watch that episode, even if you've never watched the show, and still connect to the characters and still know who these characters are, who Joey Mm -hmm. and Pacey are. I think you'd get it completely in that episode and their dynamic. Um, Yeah, I just think it's a it's a a great episode. Um, And Stolen Kisses is the one where they're where they're kissing each other. I love that one. What I also love about it is um, the counting to ten. I think is so great because once again that was a time where pacey's like i'm leaving it in your hands you can tell me not to do this i'm not going to force this on you and then kissing her and then calling back to that in season four when they first have sex in a winter's tale and she counts to 10 i mean that was really sweet and beautiful and a great callback to that uh, and I think A Winter's Tale is another one of my favorites because you finally get to see them together. Um, and there was a lot of tension between them because sex was always a tense subject between them, which it's going to be when you are in a relationship in high school, I think, especially. Um, and he had already, of course, had sex with a couple of people by then. And she hadn't at that point. And so I think the way they handled that was really good. I loved the way he talked to that one girl that was trying to get him to fool around with her, uh, you know, in the jacuzzi or whatever. And how he was telling her, you know, she's like, come on, we're, we're adults. And he's like, we're not even close to adults. (laughs) And I thought that was a great conversation and how Pacey, I think a lot of people who didn't maybe like Pacey or maybe just looked at him from the outside would have thought he was someone who would sleep around with a lot of people and that's not really Pacey. I mean, even though he's, if he's not in a relationship, maybe he'll be like, okay, I might have a one night stand or something. But he's not someone that would ever cheat on the person that he's with, I don't think. So that was a great moment and that you didn't see him go do anything with that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Joey got to overhear that was nice too, because I think sometimes she didn't give him enough credit. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. But that goes back to um, you talking about, like, her just thinking, like, little of people and Mm -hmm. thinking that she's, like, superior or whatever. Yep, 
Exactly, exactly. And True Love, of course, the season three finale is great because just, you know, her finally doing something and making that move and you watch through the whole episode that that's all she wants to do. I mean, you see she's upset and she's depressed. And yes, you could make the argument that Dawson is who pushes her to do that. That's true. But at the same time, it was just great when she finally did that. And the fact that she didn't ask him to stay and instead went with him, mm-hmm. I think made it even better than, than her saying, I want you to stay. Um, I also love the anti-prom, anti-prom episode because it has one of my favorite Joey Pacey scenes when they're dancing and he knows that the bracelet she's wearing is her, her, her mom's that she had found because she, he remembers a specific moment mm-hmm. and the line, I remember everything. It's, oh, it's just yes. like, it, <laughs> yeah, if you don't ship them after that scene, I don't, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect because it's like he knows her as a fully fleshed out human being, not as this person that he's put up on a pedestal like Dawson has he knows mm-hmm. who she is and that's what I think that scene was all about so I love that one too I love and this is not really a Joey Pacey episode necessarily but I love the the Tao of Pacey where it's Pacey's the Pacey's birthday episode it's really painful to watch because you know he's always like his birthday's horrible and they're always bringing up these horrible things he's done and of course, that's the episode where he's like, I can't even get into any college. And so it's a hard episode to watch. But I think Joshua Jackson is so good in it. And I also appreciate that they had a nice scene between father and son. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really beautiful. And that the reason his father bought those fireworks wasn't to be like you're a child, but to call back to a beautiful memory that he had with Pacey. So it wasn't because his father was always so, so crappy to him. So it was nice to have that. Um, And I also want to say I appreciate that with Pacey, they never ended up finding a way for him to go to college because not everybody's going to go to college. And I think a lot of these shows tend to want to show that every teenager ends up going to college and that's the only way to be. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. I didn't go to college and I was a, a good student. I got really good grades. I was thought of as like, really smart. Um, but I hated school. I never really liked school. Uh, and so I didn't go to college until later in life when I went to film school. So that, to me, that's a little bit different than going to like <laughs> the normal, mm-hmm. you know? So I, and, and, you know, I think sometimes still people look down on that when you don't go to college. And so I did appreciate that they never did that with Pacey and he was still able to be successful. They still showed him as successful. And, it was never like this thing of like everybody's going to end up going to college, which is what I thought they were going to do with him is they, some magical school was going to pop up and he'd get in there mm-hmm. and everything would be okay. So I, yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree on that because growing up watching a lot of shows like Gilmore girls and stuff, I really felt like, of course I'm going to go to college. Everyone goes to college. Why would you not go to college? Mm-hmm. And I ended up, like, financially not being able to go to college, <laughs> um, which was kind of, like, hard on me a little bit, I think, just from, like, feeling like, wow, I'm a loser. But, like, I'm doing – like, I just wish that, like, 
shows and then also schools too like high schools didn't focus so much on it because there's so many other options in life Mm -hmm. and I get that like it is great to go to college but like that's not everyone's path Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and the the downside to going to college I'm not I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say you should go to college or not go to college but the downside is of course the financial part of it I mean it's you get out and you've got a huge huge financial debt afterwards um you know that's not a fun thing so you're already burdening people um but yeah I I think I wish we were more open to that because I think it's still a little bit of a stigma if you don't go to college Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. You know, you know, I think that that's there and I think it should be something. And I'm sorry that you couldn't go for financial reasons. That's the other thing that really drives me nuts is um, so I'm sorry if if that if you, you know, especially if it held you back from something you wanted to do. Um, But I'm doing good. good. But I do think that there needs to be more respect for the other choices and other decisions and other ways of making it in this world. You know, there are a lot of things you can do and you don't necessarily have to have a college degree for them. Yes. Having a college degree will make some things easier, but it's not the be all end all in life. So yeah. Yeah. And I I also, I think that also goes to, you know, a, a lot of people, say, you know, you have to leave your hometown, you have to travel everywhere, you have to do this and that. And that's not always feasible for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they talk about that on Dawson's Creek, especially Mm -hmm. in the finale, whenever PC ended up like owning a restaurant or whatever, but in Cape Side, and he Mm -hmm. is like kind of dogging on himself for that. And I don't, well, I guess I live in like, where I was born, but I don't live like where I grew up. Um. I live like kind of far from it and even with me having like moved away from it I feel like why is that a thing like I think mm-hmm. it's so stupid that people are like you have to leave your hometown or like people who kind of um make fun of people stay but like mm-hmm. for one why do you want to be so far away from your family and also like I don't know if you had like a good school system that you went to. Why are you going to move to some random other school system you know nothing about? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so like, I don't understand the like, oh, you never left your hometown, like point of view that some people have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for some people, it's, it's not financially feasible to do that too. That's the other thing that people don't talk about, you know, and, it's not financially feasible to necessarily travel all the time. I mm-hmm. love traveling. It's in, it's in my spirit. I, I love it. I, I mean, I love it. I love traveling. It's, it's something I, I am passionate about. I wish I could do more of. It's not always financially feasible. You know, yes, I live in the same state I grew up in. Yes. I've lived in other States, but at the same time, you know, I ended up back here. And I think because I think it also depends on what your hometown was. So I don't, you know, not a lot of people look down on people that come back to Colorado, to be honest, <laughs> in this area. People just don't. It's very hard to live here right now financially uh, because there are so many people that move here. People just gravitate towards Colorado, especially, you know, after uh, the legalization of marijuana here and a lot of things. And the, and the weather here is, you know, it's it was a hidden secret that we kept 
And now people know. So, you know, we have a lot of people that move here. A lot of people from California and Texas and Chicago are the big ones that come here. So people don't necessarily hear look down on you, but I think sometimes sadly, and that's a lot of judgment. Um, and it's a lot of like that society thing and the haves and have nots. But I think a lot of times people look down on people in more of the Midwestern states and Southern states. I, yeah, that's kind of why I was asking that one. Um, but I think people do that more in those states than they do in, say, like if someone was born and raised in L.A. and they stayed in L.A. or New York City, people mm-hmm. don't look down on that the same way that yeah. they do in other ones. So I, th- I think it's that classism thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's talked about in Dawson's Creek, too, a lot with Pacey mainly. But, mm-hmm. yeah, where he's you know, he has that whole conversation with Joey where he says, well, what if I was a townie? What if I stayed here? Would that really make me less desirable to you? And I think even though Joey says no, I think in a lot of respects it would to Joey because Joey kind of looks down on that. So, Mm -hmm. but I think if the show had taken place in New York city and they were all from New York city, no no way they would have left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No one would have thought anything like, oh, you should leave New York City. It would mm-hmm. have been, you know, so there is that classism there, I think, when you're talking about leaving certain places. And I'm not saying there aren't issues in certain places, because there are if places are more conservative and you don't feel like you fit in that kind of thing. But I don't know, it's the judgment always bothers me because people make it sound like it's so easy and it's not so easy yeah. to just up and leave. So So I just want to know really quickly, and then we'll get to the finale here. But um, do you think, because when season four happened, they all graduated and they all ended up going to colleges that were all, except for Pacey, of course, but Pacey stayed in the same area, but they all ended up going to colleges in like Boston and they were all in the same kind of area, which always happens in these shows. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, even though Dawson went to California, he still kept coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so do you think they should have gone and done the college years of Dawson's Creek or do you think they should have just stopped with high school? I'm just going to say my preference and not what I think is necessarily best. Yeah. I am someone that like, for any show, I'm never someone who's like, oh, they should have ended it like here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because I mean, it's nice to like dream of like what could have been, but I... I like when it goes on too because <laughs> <laughs> you like your show and you want more of your characters yeah and even like <laughs> like even Gossip Girl which I ended up hate watching for like the last four seasons <laughs> and I was like why won't you end like I still am glad that it played out like I, I don't know I guess I just yeah I don't want my shows to end I want to know like what the writers had in mind Mm -hmm. even if I don't like it as much like it's it's still there I can ignore it when I'm rewatching, but Mm -hmm. like you get to see it played out like some really bad fan fiction no I yeah I understand yeah I mean my biggest example with that would be Supernatural I mean I kept watching it even though it was hate watching for me after season 11 basically mm-hmm. i didn't like the show at all and then i ended up hating it except for dean winchester but i loved dean winchester so much and i loved that character so much like i've said he's my all-time favorite character mm-hmm. that i couldn't stop watching it and 
I loved the performance so much. So it was like, that's what kept me going. So even though I wish it had ended sooner at the same time, I'm glad I got more years watching Dean Winchester. And I, you know, there, I, there's a part of me that's always like, Oh, I wish, like, I wish we could get a supernatural movie. Um, also because then it would mean maybe there'd be cursing. And I don't know, it just always seems weird to me that Dean doesn't curse all the time, mm -hmm. but that's because of CW. But yeah, so I see what you're saying. I think, you know, cause I, I want to say Dawson's Creek should have stayed in high school, but at the same time, if it had, you wouldn't have had more growth for Dawson. Yeah. You wouldn't have had the Castaways episode. That wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. um, you probably wouldn't have ended up having Joey and Pacey end up together. Um, so even though I think season five and season six are nowhere near as good as the first four seasons, I think they still gave us some great stuff. They gave me my favorite episode. And I think they helped with the character's growth. Um, especially Dawson. I think Dawson became a lot more tolerable. For sure. Um, so I think it was a blessing in that respect. Um, so even though, you know, logically, I think it should have ended with just four seasons. I'm fine that we got the two seasons because of the stuff that we got because of the two seasons that wouldn't have happened. Um, okay. So let's talk about the finale because the finale jumps ahead a little bit in time. And it's a two-parter. And, of course, one of the big things, and this is, I want to know if you think it was okay that they did this, is Jen is dying. She has, like, a heart. Isn't it like it's a heart thing, right? Isn't that yeah. Like I think mm -hmm. she I think she was waiting on a heart transplant and just was never getting it. Yeah. Because she, she had a daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was raising her daughter as a single mom. She was back in Cape Side living with her grand. And, of course, Jack was there. And Jack is in a relationship with Doug. And Pacey's owning the restaurant there. Um, Dawson is starting to work on a show that's, you know, what was it? What is it called? Is it called Creekside or something? Wasn't it? What was I it think it was just called The Creek. The Creek. That's right. The Creek, which is, of course, the Dawson's Creek show. Mm -hmm. And Joey is in New York dating. It was That was the weirdest. <laughs> I just have to say, that was the weirdest casting to me. I like Jeremy Sisto, who oh. Clueless from Clueless. Mm -hmm. He actually... Oh. Yeah, he he briefly followed me on Twitter, and I remember the day he stopped following me, and I was and I remember I was like, did I do something? When it was probably he just purged his social media, mm -hmm. and was probably following tons of people. Uh, but anyway, that was a weird relationship. So yeah. she's dating who he was like her publisher, right, or her editor. Um, or I, I don't remember. I ran out of time, and I could only watch the second part. <laughs> the second part of the finale, and I was like, man, I wanted to watch both of this. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just ran out of time. But so, so you know, they all converge back onto back into Cape Side because of the fact that Dawson's mom is getting married again, and then that's when they all learn, of course, that Jen is dying. And so, what did you think about the finale overall and certain things, especially with Jen dying? <laughs> I, I thought it was a really weird choice to just kill Jen off. Um, I mean, I, like, I would like to know, like, the actual thoughts behind, like, okay, we're gonna kill Jen off. Like, I guess it probably was just to provoke emotion. And they do have a lot of talks in the episode because of that. Like, mm -hmm. there's some really good talks between characters. I thought it was kind of a, a weird decision. And also, I want to point out, because I was watching it this morning, and I was like, her parents 
are still not there. She is on her deathbed. Mm -hmm. All these people came to see her, and her parents are still not there, which, I mean, honestly, like, I'm sure part of that is just because their relationship was so bad, but that seems so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And it also is probably just because are you going to give screen time to her parents on the finale when they <laughs> don't matter in the show, really? But I was yeah. just like, are you kidding me? And then Gran was in the room when she actually dies. And I'm just like, no parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awful. But anyway. No, no, that no, I agree. That is completely awful. I mean, that just goes to show you that she had the worst parents. I mean, horrible parents. To not be there at your daughter's deathbed. I Mm -hmm. mean, no matter what kind of tension you have between each other. You know, and I and it might have also been, you know, like like you said, I think it was probably they were like, we don't want to devote any time to characters that aren't like weren't on the show before. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, they still had the Virginia Matson character having an affair with Pacey, yeah. so they could have had her parents on there, which would have made more sense. But or even like reference, like yeah, like my parents are out getting lunch, or like just a little mm-hmm. name drop or something. If you didn't want to incorporate them, yeah. But I guess also then it would be more up in the air about the custody of her child. That's true. Um, where Jack is going to keep the baby, which is mm-hmm. very sweet. Yeah, I think I think if this hadn't been the series finale, there probably would have involved the parents. There probably would have been a whole battle about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think eventually. But I, I think it was really kind of a low blow to kill her character. And I mm-hmm. think it just kind of go to sh- went to show how what the show thought of her character in a way Mm -hmm. and how they didn't really value her character as much as they should have i think yeah um so yeah i I am definitely like feeling sadder as we talk about this (laughs) because the show just repeatedly puts jen in like awful situations Mm -hmm. and just giving her like just dealing her the worst cards constantly like it starts in season one and it never stops really and yeah just and then she dies young like she doesn't even get to experience the rest of her life and Mm -hmm. um and even like her daughter i don't know what was supposed to be the situation there but clearly something went wrong (laughs) there too and it's just like can't this girl catch a break yeah it was really i don't think they needed to do that they could have had her being a single mom and that would have been fine they didn't have to add in that she was dying it's it was a cheap ploy in my opinion it was a cheap ploy and a cheap way of trying to get characters together trying to like you said have those big moments and those big talks um and it was once again kind of using someone else's pain to have that happen and it was kind of it was unnecessary um what did you think of the fact that jack was dating doug (laughs) (laughs) that's another thing that like i i like it but then i also like feel a little bit weird about it at the same time and i'm not sure why Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's just because of the fact that like they poked fun at him being gay so long and then he was actually gay so like maybe it felt a little distasteful but then at the same time um i feel 
like it was a good move because for one not about it like I don't know I don't feel like even when he was making fun of him for being gay whether or not Casey knew anything he wasn't ever like judgy about it either mm-hmm. so I don't know I have a I just have a lot of conflicting feelings about it but I I think it's really cute at the same time too and the fact that Jack kind of not pushes like forcefully but like growth wise pushes him to come out if he really was closeted that whole time and getting to a point where he felt comfortable enough to be like this is the life that I want and then he kisses Jack on the beach and Mm -hmm. the old couple's walking by and he said I'm kissing my boyfriend and she says oh that's sweet oh yeah okay (laughs) that was a really nice moment too because he was so afraid for so long (laughs) Mm -hmm. how do you feel about it I I I agree with you on all those points because I do think there was, and I know I've heard that from other people that there was kind of a distastefulness sometimes with the fact that that was an ongoing joke throughout the series. Um, and he, people are always making fun of Doug. And so then to end up making him gay, it, it could come off as kind of cheap and kind of like, I don't know, kind of disrespectful, not because it would be bad that he's gay, but because of the fact that it was such a joke throughout the whole thing that it was kind of like they weren't respecting the fact that he was gay. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I think what Pacey ultimately was always trying to do in those moments was trying to get his brother to be real and to be a real person and to be a real human being and to be open with who he really was. So So I think even though there was that a little bit of that disrespect there. Um, I think ultimately that's what Pacey had always been trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think in the long run it was okay because I, I think they, they actually had really good chemistry, which surprised the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting to watch Jack in those moments because Jack had deal, dealt with so much internalized homophobia for so long. And then I think he was finally at that point where he had accepted himself and he was completely out and was fine with who he was. And I think that really started in college, but really grew at that point. And so it was nice to see him help Doug finally become a full person and not just an asshole with a badge, which is who he had always been. Mm -hmm. So I like, so ultimately I was okay with it, but I think there are a little bit of issues there. So, you know, yeah. Um, if it had always been a thing where it wasn't just a joke, um, then maybe it wouldn't have had that distastefulness to it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Pacey and Joey end up getting back together. And the last scene, you know, we see them watching the creek and then it pans and you see Pacey's been crying and they're together. So I'm assuming you were happy about that. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> And I like the way that that scene is filmed where it's like it's on the screen and then it kind of like pans to Joey Mm -hmm. and she's like talking about it and like, oh, you're getting emotional or whatever. And you don't know who she's Mm -hmm. with yet. And then it pans over and it's Paisy and you're like, (laughs) 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 Um, I, I thought it was weird. I get it at the same time, but um, in the scene where he 
like pretty much is like I still have feelings for you or whatever um in the finale at the isn't that the funeral I think yeah and yeah, that or yeah or at the restaurant too he did that yeah and she talks about like loving them both or whatever and mm-hmm. she is she says about like Dawson's my soulmate and I'm just like why are you saying this? And I know it's because of, like, the childhood thing, but I'm like, you guys dated a couple months in high school, and then, like, a couple months in college, and, like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like you're more holding on to, like, what could have been, or, like, your childhood crush, and being like, that's my soulmate, more than, like, your actual love for each other. Does that make sense? Like, I just yeah. feel... Mm-hmm. I feel like it's over-romanticized in both of their heads. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't fully understand why you both are still like, this is the love of my life. This is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. I feel like that feels like a little unrealistic to me. I mean, it feels realistic to me <laughs> at the same time because yeah. of how people are. Just like get over it. Not really. <laughs> I guess not really, yeah. but like, I it's just I feel like at that point you're just saying words. Mm-hmm. You're just like this is my soulmate. Like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No. I I completely I agree. I think if she had said he's my best friend, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been one thing. But I think. The soulmate thing, I, I understand what they were trying to say with it, what they were trying to do with it. Where They were trying to say, he's my best friend. He's my soulmate in that respect. Mm-hmm. He's not my romantic soulmate. That's you. You're my other half. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to say, you know, you, you're the man and he's kind of my childhood. He's linked to my childhood. You're more linked to my future. I, and I think that's what she was trying to say. But it was, but adding the soulmate in there. It's kind of this like, and I think they also did it because it kind of played into the you're not sure who she's going to choose thing. So mm-hmm. we're going to make it where you don't know. But I do agree the way they filmed it was perfect. And what I also loved was having Pacey get emotional watching that episode because in that episode, it's basically the stand-ins for Dawson and Joey are ending up together. Mm-hmm. And to watch him get emotional also shows growth there where it was finally they're beyond the Dawson thing. And Dawson is no longer this obstacle in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And now they're actually together and he's okay watching you know, the Dawson and Joey on the screen get together because he knows he's with Joey and that's fine. He doesn't have that conflict anymore. So I, I really appreciated that fact. I thought that was really nice to see. And that's why I think that's great the way that's filmed. Mm -hmm. And then when they call Dawson. Yes. And so they're clearly all cool with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a nice little touch like Dawson although he's caught up in their past romance constantly because he's rewriting it um he doesn't have that jealousy even though you would think maybe being in the moment like writing your scripts you might have more jealousy because you're like this is the way it should have went or something I don't know but yeah I I thought it was a really nice finale 
I agree. I agree. Minus the gen part. Minus gen. <laughs> I think if the gen, I think they they shouldn't have had that part in there. But I think overall it was a nice finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how it ended, and I liked where all the characters were in life, minus the gen thing. So I think it was a really really nice way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Jackie. This has been fun. I, I still love this show. I know this show has problems. I do acknowledge that it's whiter than white and mm-hmm. the dialogue's not always realistic. You know, they could have used a little bit more diversity all around the board, but I still like this show a lot. I still enjoy watching it. I still, I will always love Pacey. <laughs> I don't think of Pacey as a problematic character at all. I, I think he's great and perfect. So, yeah. So, so. <laughs> I, I adore him. I adore him. So, thank you so much, Jackie. So, Jackie, if you just want to tell everybody where they can find you, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie Dominique, um, J A C K I D O M I N I Q U E. I can't promise that I'll talk or post anything interesting, but that's where I will be. And that's she does post stuff that's interesting. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been following Jackie for oh my gosh, it's like been like six years now, seven years. I th- yeah, I think yeah. seven. A long time. Yeah, yeah. Mindy Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at e April Beauty. The e and the a and the b are capitalized. I'll probably still be maybe finishing up my Gilmore Girls watch. Please. By the (laughs) time this one drops, um, I'll be close to that. So you can still follow along with my Gilmore Girls (laughs) rewatch. Not rewatch. It's my first time watching what I'm talking about. Um, But you can see my reactions there. So, yeah. And then, of course, next week you'll get to hear my reactions to it. And Jackie will be back on that one, too. So that'll be fun. (laughs) Um, But be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, anything like that, feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, and some of you may have already seen this by now because it would have been our live stream for this past Sunday, but on our next episode, the podcast version of our Felicity episode will be out and I'm hoping that I wasn't in too much pain during that episode. (laughs) Because as everybody knows, we've been building this up. Meg and Carla like Noel on Felicity and I'm a Ben girl. So I think that's going to be the biggest debate ever on this show. We will see. (laughs) By this time, it would have already been done by the time you're hearing this so we'll see but that should be that should be a fun one and then next week we're gonna wrap up wb with we're gonna revisit buffy and then we're gonna be talking about gilmore girls and then we are pretty much we're gonna pretty much then be all about horror all the way through most of september and then the first week of november so that should be a lot of fun fun excuse me not fine fun um (laughs) so until next time remember it's a fandom thing black lives matter and stop asian hate everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.